0: What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Here we are in the heart of the universe in Clarendon, which is also the heart of Arlington County. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back for episode 132 of Pace the Nation. To get me through this episode, I got a couple co-hosts. To my right, of course, it's Joanna e. Russo. Joanna, what's up?
1: I've made a really important decision. Mm, I think that? I'm going to have bunion surgery. Oh,
0: that's a good way to start the to start the show.
1: Yeah, so I'm also looking for a good bunion doctor. I think that's
0: a personal kind of conversation that you should have with your bunion doctor, Wait, maybe not well, the that's podcast why I, universe.
1: <laughs> I I need them to suggest people. No,
0: I do. I do uh, encourage you to you know kind of talk about everything anything and everything goes here on the so podcast. bunions so, yeah bunions it is all right let's see if our other co-host has a uh recommendation or suggestion for you to my left of course it's Wayme docs docs what's up
2: i can recommend a doctor not to go to
0: okay.
2: well that's
1: helpful too all right
2: well yeah. let's let's not call anybody out on air <laughs> well i'm pretty sure that this is not a listener yeah, but okay. actually, we have a uh, we have a mutual friend who is in the medical supplies industry. Yes, and for whatever reason, when I broke my toe, uh, I went to a podiatrist because that's the insurance company sent me there. Mm-hmm. And uh, our mutual friend just happened to call me at that time, and the doctor came in while I was waiting for him to look at the X-rays, and he hears his voice, and he goes oh, my God, are you at so-and-so doctor's? Anybody but him. Yeah, and he's oh, like, man. he's like, run, run. I was like, well, I broke my toe. I can't run. <laughs> he's like, then get out of there as swiftly as you can. And, and I, But I gave the doctor a chance, uh, and he was right. Our buddy was right. Our buddy All right, was let's right. Let's
0: not sully his name over the uh, I don't even remember his name, to be honest. All but, right, but, but that is a true story. But let's make sure you don't go to him.
2: You know how I broke my toe? Hmm. A very aggressive game of hide-and-seek with my three-year-old niece. I was going to say soccer, okay. No, yeah. All
0: right, well, uh, we got a big show to get to, so let's uh, let's get right into it. Um, excited today to have the president of Formula 4 Media, Mark Sullivan, is going to join us. He, of course, puts on the running event, which we will be headed to, I'd say, at about 10 days a week couple weeks a week from now so Mark, it's next week oh next next week week. okay we're
2: gonna head out i hope that you make the flight next week (laughs) it's it's next week and it's tomorrow or or it's it's the week of the uh podcast released that's 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 correct that's right it's much sooner than you thought
0: all right so we will uh talk to mark uh he's gonna have us out there in austin texas and we are going to be the podcast of the running event yeah the running event is is one of the fastest-growing uh, trade shows, one of the f- top 50 fastest-growing trade shows in America. That was voted by Trade uh, Show Executive Magazine. So they've got a real uh, great-growing event uh, that we'll be a part of. We're really excited to uh, be a part of that. But we're going to talk to them about, uh, I don't know, things that interest me, retail, uh, running, and, uh, you know, we'll talk some running event as well. So excited to have Mark on, on the program today. Also in today's program, I mentioned last week I was headed to Philly to do the marathon mm-hmm. and I will unveil my results and let people know whether the streak continued or not. Okay. Uh, so I've got that announcement. All right. I-, I was also in Louisville for NCAAs, uh, the NCAA cross country championship. And I've got a question for you guys, uh, relating to NCAA. So I'm going to okay. put that on you. And, Docs, you had a uh, run-in during some of your fishmongering uh, that mm-hmm. we need to discuss on the program. Okay. Uh, and also, um, Joanna, I think, wants to give thanks. And maybe the rest of us do, too. Yeah. Okay. So We I, should I all be grateful. It's that time of year.
2: We're going to do that hacky thing again.
0: <laughs> well, it, <laughs> it is that time of year. Th- mm. Thursday, as we record here on Tuesday, yeah. Thursday will be Thanksgiving. Uh, do you guys have uh, Thanksgiving plans?
2: Yeah, we've told you about it before. I'm surprised you don't remember. Yeah. I could tell you what everybody's doing.
0: Okay. okay. Why don't you go ahead?
2: Joanna is hosting. Okay. Her entire family. In D.C.? <laughs> in D.C. Nice, okay. And Farley is going out of town.
0: Yep, going to Indianapolis to mm-hmm. time a turkey trot. Mm-hmm. And Docs?
2: I am... I, my parents get me all to themselves. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. All right. Well, we'll get in later to uh, what we are uh, thankful for, or at least what Joanne is thankful for. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Uh, I will be doing some traveling, and I was doing some traveling this past week uh, at the NCAA meet in Louisville. And, uh, you know, of course, I follow the the Hoyas around. And I've got a question for you guys Mm -hmm. relating to the podcast. While I was out there...
2: Relating to the podcast. Now I'm engaged. I saw seven
0: different people... Who we've had on the show okay and i want you to do your best to guess who those seven people are okay i talked to two of them
2: rachel MacArthur.
0: okay
1: elijah mauskiewicz
0: I did not see Mouskiewicz. I did see Rachel MacArthur. Okay. So you well, do have one. I, yeah, that's a great guess. I Brian It's not Fetzer. a guess.
1: He's in the results. No, I know. I, I just <laughs> didn't
0: see him. I physically didn't so, see him.
1: So it's not seven people that were there. or seven people you saw. I saw. Them. I actually oh. saw. Okay. All right.
0: Yep. Julie Culley. Yeah, Correct.
1: Julie Culley. Mike Smith.
0: Uh, you got it. So you you got you said Brian Fetzer. You said Rachel MacArthur. You said Julie Culley. You said Mike Smith. That's four of them. That's four. of Robbie the seven. Andrews. Robbie Andrews. Another one. I thought Great. that would have been a tough good. one to get. That's yeah, a good assistant one. coach over at Princeton. Professional mm-hmm. athlete.
1: Rachel Johnson.
0: Wow. I can't. How did you get that one?
1: I. I'm a librarian. This is what I do.
0: <laughs> How did you get that one? Now r- remind us who Rachel Johnson is. And- uh,
1: Rachel Johnson runs for Furman Elite, and we interviewed her when she was in New York City running the 5K last year.
0: Wow, in- incredible! Did somebody mm-hmm. did somebody tell you that? No. No,
1: I follow her on Instagram. Okay, yeah,
0: I saw I saw her there. I didn't talk to her. I only talked to uh, two of the two of the seven.
2: And Julie was not one of them. Yeah, no,
0: Julie was one of the seven. All right, you've got one more. Uh, There actually was eight people there, at least eight, uh, because you're right, Mouskiewicz
2: was there. Now, was the other person a coach? The other person was not a coach. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was.
1: Was it uh, an athlete that was there with their team but not running? No. Was it in...
2: It was someone...
1: Did they compete? No. They didn't compete.
2: No, they didn't
0: compete. This is a really fun game for all our listeners. Um, Bob Kennedy. No.
1: That was one of my thoughts no, as well. No, he wasn't. Has he, he wasn't been a guest?
2: Be,
0: he has. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, Bob's, Bob's been at every Nationals for the last like seven or eight years, but this was the first he wasn't at. Mm. Bob, you ruined my game. Yeah. Um, Chris Lear? No.
1: Um, Very
0: close to Chris Lear, though. Very close. Kate Fagan? No.
2: No. Um, come on.
1: Alan Webb.
0: Very close to Chris Webb and Alan Webb. Uh, Chris Lear and Alan Webb. I'm surprised you didn't – this person is part of the media.
1: Part of the media. Mark Davis? No. No. Um, Part of the media. All right. Uh, this is gr- – I think,
2: I think you're making it more difficult with your hints.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, he's he's close to Chris Lear, and we saw him with Alan Webb and Chris Lear.
1: So Robert Johnson. Correct. So Rojo.
0: Right. Correct. You got it. So that was the seven. Hmm. Um. Why why do you why do you sound surprised that he was there? Uh,
1: no, I'm not surprised. That's yeah.
2: actually a pretty obvious one. He yeah. obviously would yeah. be there. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: He no he was there. I didn't talk to. I only talked to uh, Brian Fetzer and Julie. Mm-hmm.
2: And by the way, he had lunch with Brian Fetzer, and uh, I did. Once again, they didn't invite me. Well, it wasn't. There's, a, there's, it, there's no, no reason no why no I couldn't offence.
0: go. There's no no. It wasn't a f- offense. I mean, it was. We we talked a lot about college coaching. So? So...
2: Like, I can't talk about that?
0: Brian did just say he wants to get all the, the UVA guys together mm-hmm. and watch a basketball game after the new year. So we will do that. So it, he wasn't offending you, for sure. He mm-hmm. actually invited no, you, you.
2: No, you are the one who's inv- offending me. Right. I have no problem with Brian Fetzer. I, I just don't like how... how He'll parade into town, and you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I won't be able to get anybody else who doesn't have a job right now to come out and meet <laughs> us for lunch."
0: I cornered him for myself, but very good, very, very well done. I, I, I was very surprised you got Rachel, Rachel uh, Johnson.
2: Yeah, that's. Uh, that's uh, I think Joanna won that game. Yeah, she's. Uh, she was there. Although Julie was difficult too. I mean, yeah. I'm going to pat myself on the <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah,
0: she was there with uh, the Furman team who ran very well. Mm-hmm. Um, Fun races to watch. Uh, Georgetown uh, had uh, the 10th place finisher on the men's side. So that was very cool. Congrats to John Green. Well, I had a busy traveling weekend and went to Philly after that. And we'll get into that after we talk to uh, our guest. But... That's what we call a tease. Before
2: before that, it's a double tease. I'm so mm. excited to talk about this It's a double tease. <laughs> I've teased it before. You're teasing uh, yourself yeah. and our listeners. Yes. Because you can't wait to talk about yourself. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh,
0: but I do want to talk about you and uh, your fishmongering. I you, am a fishmonger. Yeah. You uh, you work. Uh, I, we, we went over this when uh, Zach was in studio talking about maybe all the Alaska salmon that mm. – uh, that he sells and that you help sell for well, I sling it you sling him yeah you sling the salmon yeah so um, during your fishmongering you had a oh run-in with someone. did
2: check us out um there's a guy who comes and buys fish from me almost every weekend right mm-hmm. and you know you get your regular customers and oh, okay whatever and then I got a a special order somebody was coming to pick up so so when I go to pack my coolers and everything like that I have a bag of prepaid fish and it's a significant order but that means that the the sale does not go to my credit it's it's already sold and right. it's just, just good for the business but it doesn't it doesn't help my numbers at all okay so i kind of don't like that you know cuz I, I i even though there's it doesn't matter. You want if my the commission sales. on the sale. There are no commissions. Oh, okay. It, it doesn't matter. It's just a good competition. Okay. Like, like you just, you know, it's just because I'm competitive. Sure. So this guy comes in and he and he picks up the fish. The special ordered the fish. The special ordered yep. fish. So I so I give it to him and we're, we're chatting for for a second and then uh, but I, I will say when he showed up I looked at his shoes he's wearing like a pair of running shoes that had some sort of uh, unique design to them. Okay. And in the in the back of my head I was like. Those are not a standard set of running shoes, you know, because these are the kind of things that hanging out with Chris Farley, I now (laughs) notice, which is why I hate my life. But anyway,
0: Uh, is that the reason? Yeah, (laughs) right. Okay.
2: Yeah. Touche. Yeah. But the guy was, was walking away and there was a gust of wind and he made a comment about the, uh, tent weights that I had on, on that, that were not correct. And he said something like, well, for my running club, we Mm. do this different. And I was like. I said, Oh, what running club are you in? He says, DC Roadrunners. So my first question to him when he said DC Roadrunners, I said, Oh, who's who's the head of that? Right. And he goes, Uh, I am. <laughs> I said I said, Hey, I have a podcast. I you know Chris Farley. He's like, Oh yeah, you're on Pace the Nation. Wow. Did not sound impressed. And I said, <laughs> And I said, Yeah, we had uh we had uh Brian Danza on the mm-hmm. show. And <laughs> so
0: you knew they,
2: yeah, he knew he knew about Paytonation, mm-hmm. and and he and he was like, "Oh, you had uh, Brian Danza on. but he didn't actually sound impressed with mm, Pace Nation. Okay, know? so I, I admit, probably because we didn't have him on. Yeah, um, so, so ah, that could my, be it. My feeling is like you know you were talking about hurt feelings, my hurt feelings earlier, Farley. I think my heart feeling detector went off <laughs> <laughs> in in this situation, but it's pretty funny. That I mean, this is the, this guy is regular the customer, regular customer. I talk to him often. No idea who he was, and we had this connection.
0: And he is the president.
2: He's the president of the DC Roadrunners. Yeah, DC Roadrunners. And I'm a celebrity podcaster. Rich. Oh my god. Rich. (laughs) Hey, if you want to call yourself a celebrity podcaster, you have to not roll your eyes when I say it.
0: Rich Menendez, uh, I think is the is the president of DC Roadrunners. So story checks out. That was the name on the card. There you go. Wow. And he Uh, buys fish. Well, hopefully, uh, Rich, uh, you now are more impressed with the show now we mentioned you
2: (laughs) yeah many times Uh, over uh, yeah so uh
0: thanks for uh consuming our show thanks for uh buying fish from docs and zach uh we appreciate your business on both counts
2: well to be fair uh he bought it from zach right not from me that was that's the the whole reason why i'm i'm grumpy a little bit salty right yeah all
0: right well that's a that's a uh very chance encounter i've got another story later on uh as i tease for the third time uh about the Philly Marathon and an encounter with somebody.
2: Are you going to make a game out of it, and Joanna and I have to guess?
0: Well, I, I encountered somebody along the course who oh, knew about yeah. the podcast, so I'll tease that as, as well. But next, excited to be joined by the president of Formula 4 Media. He's the head of the running event, which we will be at next week in Austin, Texas. The head of Formula 4 Media, Mark Sullivan, joins us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Joanna, we are excited to be joined by the president of Formula 4 Media. It's Mark Sullivan. Mark, how are you?
4: I'm doing great today, thank you.
0: Well, thanks for joining us, man. We were just uh, talking offline there about uh, you being in Hawthorne, New Jersey. So, so Joanna, are you? What, what? Joanna was excited about Hawthorne, New Jersey. What was it about? I Hawthorne?
1: was our, I was just excited to talk New Jersey because oh, I recognized okay. the area code, so I knew that we would be talking to somebody in New Jersey.
0: So, so Mark, you could probably pick anywhere in the world to have an office. Why Hawthorne, New Jersey?
4: <laughs>
3: because well, New Jersey. Well, we're, we're,
4: we're getting we're getting overly personal. I didn't right. expect this. Yeah, exactly. But, um, our company is actually based in Great Neck, but if you know anything about New Jersey geography, which mm-hmm. it sounds like Joanne does,
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh, yes. that would mean crossing two rivers every day, the Hudson and the East River, to get to my office in Great Neck, which I do occasionally. And if you hit it right, it's a 35-minute ride. If you don't hit <laughs> it right, it's a two-and-a-half-hour ride. Oh, so wow. I, I keep... I keep a private little office. It was private until we just broadcasted all over your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> exactly. Private little office about a, a five-minute bike ride from my house. Oh, but, that's uh, fantastic. Now, now my secret is exposed that's to it. the entire that's world. It.
0: Well, well, Mark, uh, again, thank you for joining us. We're excited to uh, be part of the running event. Uh, Pace the Nation will be in Austin, Texas next week and will be the official podcast of the running event. So really appreciate that. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that later on. Uh, but I want to get into uh, Formula 4 Media. So you publish seven business trade magazines. So tell us a little bit about your business and the magazines you publish.
4: Um, sure. We have been in business now probably about 12 or 13 years. That sounds about right. And Myself, I have three business partners with a four and Formula 4. And um, we really started the company because, you know, we had worked in trade publishing uh, all our lives, you know, at publications like Women's Work Daily and Sporting Goods Business. And we saw the world changing. And when I say the world I mean, you know, sort of the way that products get from brands to retailers to consumers, this is going back to 2004, 2005, we just saw that changing dramatically, and we really felt the old model for communicating information and holding events and publishing magazines was just not really the right model anymore. Mm -hmm. So when we started Formula 4, our model was dramatically different than what a lot of other people are doing. So like I said, that was 12 years ago, and... Thankfully, it's since uh, since I took out a second mortgage on my house to start the company, <laughs> thankfully it's worked out no okay. No doubt.
0: Oh, I can relate, man. That's awesome. Uh, so you are the executive editor of, I believe, seven publications. Let me see if I can get these right. The Running Insight, uh, which I'm most familiar with, Sports Insight, uh, Footwear Insight, Sports Style, Textile Insight, Outdoor Insight, and Sports Insight Extra. Is that is that correct?
4: That is correct. You you probably I, did it better than I could. I don't know if I could have named them all. So,
0: so uh, executive editor, what does that mean of all these publications? What do you do for that?
4: Uh, it means I work with the editorial team to develop content, uh, hit deadlines, produce the publications, come up with ideas. You know, both reacting to sort of breaking news. You know, acquisitions and things like that that are going on. But also to plan ahead, um, and, and this is an interesting time of the year because we're sitting down, making our editorial calendars for next year, and we're trying to come up with some big picture topics that we think will be important for those different market segments. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, one of the things that we're planning out is, hey, we got to do, uh, we got to do a manufacturing issue because if you look at the things that are going on in manufacturing everything from 3D printing in equipment yep. and you know I think even in footwear to some of the new technology being used in the production of apparel so you definitely will do a manufacturing issue and then um, sort of uh, closer to home I know I know we have some baseball fans on the other end of the phone yep that <laughs> um, you know, one of the issues we're doing next year, and we're just putting the finishing touches on the planning, we're calling it the fan issue because the way fans behave today and the way they consume their sports and the way they consume products and services based around their uh, sports is so, so completely different than it was even six or seven years ago. So, you know, we're really excited to, to start working on that issue. And, you know, we think that's an important topic to address more for sort of our sporting goods, sports license product, uh, part, of our, part of our readership.
0: Well, it seems like a lot of your, your, your interests and a lot of your publications are based on sports, you know, whether it, a lot of running or, or footwear related to sports or outdoors – uh, what attracted you about, to to you about, uh, you know, the sporting goods industry or retail? You, you're, you know, you know, as a publisher, you could have published anything in the world. Why why did you kind of
3: niche yeah, yourself into uh, this? And,
4: and I feel fortunate, probably just like you guys do, I feel fortunate to be in this business. You're mm-hmm. right. I could be publishing a magazine about derivatives or <laughs> right, a magazine right. about, you know, car manufacturing or right. something like that. But I got into this business. I think 1984 is when I um, I had had a couple jobs out of college, and I sort of uh, stumbled into the sports area. And and once you get into it, you don't want to leave. It's it's such a great business with so many great people. And I think to to write about stuff that you care about is um, it just makes it makes all the difference in the world. There are lots of talented people who go to work every day and and grind away at something they're not crazy about. I feel very fortunate to to write about sport and um, things like that, and it you know certainly makes coming to work every day a lot more fun. Now,
0: now I I'm not sure I know the answer to this question. So if I'm a listener of this podcast and I'm in D.C. here and not necessarily associated or to Pacers or, or to retail. Can I access your publications?
4: Uh, you can, you can. I mean, that's one of the wonders of the internet <laughs> yeah. is, you, know, you can go to our website, formula, uh, formula4media.com, and mm-hmm. that's sort of a portal It will take you to all our publications. And we do get, um, we do get some uh, viewership and some attention from consumers who just wanna take a peek at the latest uh, technology, the newest products that are coming down the pipe, and occasionally also, too, we'll hear from college students or mm. people in the business field researching researching our publications, either for term papers or business projects.
3: So well,
4: our all, all our stuff is, is open to, uh, it's open to all. To our everybody,
0: fans. yeah, and it's, it's, you know, it's open to all the running stores across the country, and I know all the staff at Pacers Running uh, reads at least you're running Insight, which is a, is a great publication that comes out every two weeks. Really interesting uh, stuff in there. Um, we're, we're here, you know, getting close to Black Friday. The holiday season is upon us. I would consider you kind of a retail guru, especially in the sporting uh, side of things here. Let's talk some retail big picture. What What's going on with retail today? Is Is retail dead? Is brick-and-mortar retail dead as we approach the holidays here, Mark?
4: Uh, absolutely not, and in fact, I was having this running conversation with someone the other day. He was basically like, "Oh, internet has killed retail." And yeah. I said, "Yeah, just just like just like instant coffee killed the coffee business, right?" <laughs>
3: um,
4: you know, That's good. I actually, I actually think if, if if you take a look at what's gone on at retail, particularly, let's focus on my segment, which is the sports segment. Um, it it is uh, it's not been a great year. You look at stores, um, including a couple in your own, um, in in the D.C. metro area, Sports Authority has gone away. Mm -hmm. City sports has gone away. But you know what? There were too many stores and too many bad stores out there. Mm -hmm. I think there's a statistic that says for every man, woman, and child in the United States, there's 24 feet of retail space. And Mm -hmm. that is far, far too much retail space. So I think what we've seen over the last couple, uh, particularly over the last, let's say, 18 months, we've seen a real rationalization of retail space, Penny's closing stores, Macy's closing stores, Sports Authority shutting down, City Sports, people like that. So I think what we're ending up with, and, and I think we're starting to see it already, is a smaller, uh, smaller base of stores, but a better base of stores. People have always said to me, well, we have too many stores. And I said, well, we have too many bad stores. Right. So I think we're seeing a lot of those bad stores and bad locations and mediocre stores and mediocre locations sort of getting swept out to stay. And uh, I think what we're ending up with is a smaller, healthier uh, group of better stores. And I don't know what you guys have experienced in your business. but so what I'm hearing is I think uh, brick-and-mortar specialty is having a decent year and my feeling is they will have a decent, um, a decent holiday season for sure. Yeah, we
0: we certainly have in the last few months certainly have kind of turned it around a little bit, and and I, I believe all those factors you talked about uh, played play play a part in that. Um, Traditional malls. What, what's the traditional mall in New Jersey? Joanna, what, what's the hmm. big mall in there? Well,
1: there's a lot of malls in New Jersey. Yeah. We always went to Bridgewater when I was growing up.
0: Yeah. What, what's the future for a place like Bridgewater Mall? What do you think, Mark?
4: Well, funny you would mention Bridgewater because <laughs> um, uh, up where I live in North Bergen County, we have the Garden State Plaza, which mm-hmm. is like a uh-huh. premium mall. And we also have Short Hills, which is a premium premium mall. And those malls are still very strong and very dynamic. I think what we've seen is a lot of the B and C tier malls, uh, they're going away. Yeah. Or if they don't go away, they're going to dramatically change. Uh, I've been doing retail for like 25 plus years. And when I used to go visit a new mall, it was, you know, you would have a Nordstrom's in one corner, a Lord & Taylor in another, a Penny's. You know, you'd have sort of your big traditional retail anchors. I think now what you're seeing in malls are uh, completely different. To me, if I was opening a mall today and I could pick any store uh, that I wanted to be in the mall, I'd pick Whole Foods.
3: Mm -hmm. And then I'd
4: pick specialty stores and I'd pick Mm -hmm. some people like that. Mm -hmm. So I think malls really need to reinvent themselves a little bit because once upon a time, people would go to the malls to, you know, they enjoyed spending time in the malls. And I think people's time today is so precious. That the idea of going to a mall and uh, spending a couple hours just as sort of leisure activity, people don't have that amount of time anymore.
0: Yeah, I would, I would agree. I think that you know, one of the things I was thinking about is, is it, is everybody like that though across the country? Does everybody not have the time? Like in D.C., the convenience is such a huge part of why people shop, and that convenience shopper for us is a lot of times the reason why they don't buy on Amazon or the Internet. Is that like that across the country in, in your view?
4: Well, if you, look at, if you look at statistics and you look at research studies, which I've spent a fair amount of time doing, let's say 12 years ago, mm-hmm. the average person when they would go to the mall would spend an hour and 40 minutes and visit three or four stores. Today, I think shopping is more like a commando raid. You know, you want to go in, you want to get in, and you want to get out of there. Yeah. So, which I think speaks to the strength of specialty. If if I want um, if I want a new pair of running shoes or if, if I have to get a, you know, socks or shin guard, you know, mm-hmm. one of my kids has a soccer tournament this weekend, and I can go to a local store and I can go in, grab it, and get out of there in 20, 25 minutes, that's a far preferable experience to going to the mall where you have to worry about parking and right. all that other stuff. and um, so like I said, I think malls will really need to uh, address the way they serve the consumer. And, and I think they're already starting to. Uh, Garden State and probably some malls down by you, they actually have service where you can call you know, or go online, buy something online, and drive up to a window and have the product there waiting for you with this sort of mall delivery window. Yep. So you know, malls, malls are going to have to figure it out just, just like the rest of us.
0: I think that's the advantage of the specialty retailers that we are a lot more nimble and can, can do those things. So, you know, as I put my specialty retailer hat on, I think that's one of the reasons why we are are going to be relevant and continue to be effective in this space, this ever changing space. Right. Um, I would agree with that. So there are winners and losers obviously uh, happening right now. You talked about some of these, you know, tier two or three or four malls probably going away. Um, but uh, you know there there was a recent Forbes article which which mentioned a couple companies that were winning and a couple companies were lose were losing. Uh, you were interviewed for this article. Uh, they mentioned that uh, Nike and Under Armour uh, were were going through some some challenges, where Adidas and Lululemon uh, were were kind of prospering. Why do you think those uh, big companies? some are going one way and the others are hitting the wall uh in this this quarter three of 2017. why do you think that is
4: that's a great question there's been a lot of conversation about that and a lot of uh speculation on wall street with those companies you look at nike i mean they are a remarkable company if you look at sort of a modern american modern american businesses that have been built you know let's sort of rattle it off the top of our heads and you were making a list of five five top American businesses we've seen in our lifetime, you'd probably say Apple, mm-hmm. you'd say Microsoft, and Nike, maybe Nike's the number three company that you would say, a company that has grown from inception in the 70s to, to where it is now. So they've had a remarkable run, but I think the thing about Nike is they've always been built on innovation, and I think their innovation has slowed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think until they can get that next rung of innovation fired up, uh, it is going to be a challenge for them, because at this point, you talk about uh, how a, a running specialty store is a small, nimble business. Nike is not a small, nimble business at this point. It is, you can't even say it's an aircraft carrier. It's like 50 aircraft carriers. It's a big right. company, very saturated in many sectors. And, and I think for them to sort of refine the business and take it to the next level, I think they're going to have to come up with product innovation think they're really working to refine their retail distribution so look they're smart guys i have uh i have no doubt they'll figure they'll figure some things out but i think right now they've really um hit a plateau on a lot of these different things
3: and With when,
4: under armor i think you could probably say a lot of the same things under armor has been a remarkable success story absolutely um, you know not that long ago here was a guy kevin plank out of baltimore driving his car <laughs> the East Coast selling shirts And now it's a $5 billion publicly traded company. I do think Under Armour, um, I'm not crazy about the way retailers have handled that brand. That's, to me, when I think of Under Armour, I think of it as a premium price, premium product brand. And I think the retailers have, have dragged it down a little bit. So I think Under Armour needs to kind of drag it back up. And I think they've moved into a couple categories that probably were not the most sensible for them. So I think you'll see them pull back I think you'll see them focus on their core categories. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they still have tremendous upside, particularly in the footwear area. Internationally, I think they have a huge upside. So I think what they're going through is, wow, the first growing pains they've encountered as they, you know, climb their way to $5 billion. So they need to, they need to figure that stuff out as well. And then you look at a company like uh, uh, Adidas and Lululemon, those are companies that have just been incredibly focused on certain customer base, and certainly as the pendulum has swung more in the fashion direction, they've been really poised to take advantage of it. So uh, kudos to both those companies. And you look at a company like Lululemon. Lululemon, you know, had some issues a couple of years ago. They, they had, had a speed they, bump for they sure. Had some product. Yeah, they had some product problem with yep. Japan. And the fact that they sort of fought through that as quickly as they have is, uh, is again, a credit to those guys.
0: In that article, Mark, uh, you've said something that worried me. You said the overall sneaker market is not that great. Teenage boys, the main shoe buying customers for the past 40 years, are now focused more on technology and not shoes and clothing. Um, so are you saying the younger consumer might not, might not be as active? And are you thinking that this younger consumer... Is it going to be into running or basketball or tennis or consume these shoes that we all use growing up?
4: Well, a couple things. But I made that comment I was speaking sort of in generality mm-hmm. about sort of, you know, the everyday uniform of uh, a teenage boy. And, and I think for most teenage kids, I think the exact thing I said was, hey, typically for a teenage boy to go out and drop... 80 to 120 bucks on a new pair of sneakers, that's like a middle-aged man buying a sports car. You know, it's really about sort of he's making a statement about status, about his identity, about who he is. I got the coolest new stuff. And now I think a lot of those status purchases by teenage boys are more tied up in technology. Hey, I got the new iPhone. I got the new Galaxy. I got this. I got that. Right. So I I think that sort of status, uh, athletic footwear as status, as sort of part, a key part of my everyday fashion statement, I think that has certainly diminished. One thing that should be encouraging, you know, encouraging to you guys at Pacers and certainly encouraging to us at Formula Four is uh, youth participation in running is still very good. Yes. And, and I think that will continue. So I think you'll see uh, young kids, teenagers, buy core products for sports use, but I think for their casual footwear, I think you're probably as likely to see them wearing a pair of Vans as you are to see them wearing a pair of Nikes, Asics or, or any other athletic brand. I think that's been a major pendulum shift and I think that's going to continue.
0: Well, I know you're a major proponent of brick and mortar, which we certainly appreciate. Um, what well, you know, we've touched on why, why you think uh, specialty and, and stores like Pacers running will continue to stay relevant. Um, why, Maybe elaborate a little bit on that. Why do you think that moving into 2018, we may have a competitive advantage over some of these other retailers?
4: Well, I think for some of the reasons we talked about, I think there are fewer stores out there, Mm -hmm. and and I think the trends are people are moving back to the core. You know, even some of those brands we talked about, Nike, Under Armor, I think you're going to see that swing back to sort of core performance athletics. And I think even as far as... uh, The behavior of young athletes, I think you're going to see them focus more on, like I said, casual footwear. They can go to the mall, they can buy a pair of bands for 50 or 60 bucks and be fine. But I think the younger athletes who are serious athletes, whether it be about running or team sports, they're going to move back to performance product and they're going to move back to specialty. So those are those are some are, some of the reasons why I'm I'm very bullish on specialty for 2018.
0: Yeah, and I and I read one of your quotes from uh, Sports Insight September October, and I love this one, man. Um, you said, as we roll into the fall, I would say everyone in the business, let's wake up and get to work. Let's innovate. Let's be bold. Let's throw off the nightmares and instead let's dream of great things. And you were recounting like uh, a nightmare and a retail nightmare you had that that previous night which I thought was awesome. Um, I think you're really taking the offensive here, and I think I feel like brick and mortar has been on defensive for the the past two to three years. Uh, Do you kind of feel that way as well?
4: Um, No question, no question. I mean, look, our company, Formula Four, we are, I think one of the reasons I relate to Pacers and a lot of the small businesses we cover and the businesses who come to our show is we're a small business as well. And just like you guys face competitive pressure from Amazon and people like that, we face competitive pressure from, you know, big publishers or big trade show right. producers. So, look, I think, you know, I, we put our money where our mouth is. I, I think it's not a time to be defensive. I think it's a time to, to be bold and to be aggressive. And I think there's, uh, there's plenty of opportunity out there for, for retailers and, you know, for companies like ours that serve them.
0: Well, the running event is uh, next week in Austin, Texas. Uh, it was named recently by uh, Trade show, show Executive Magazine as one of the fastest fifty growing trade shows in America. You got to be pretty proud of that, man. That's awesome.
4: Uh, yeah, look, um, we're proud, but uh, hey, we owe that all to the brands. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of who we mentioned who support that show. And for the retailers like you guys who turn out and support it, um, you know, I feel like we're just the guys who put on the show. The show really belongs to the industry and, and the show really belongs to those brands and those retailers.
0: So you started the, the event 12 years ago. Um, what, what can we look forward to uh, at, this, at this event? And, and, you know, a lot of our listeners probably don't know about what the running event is. What is the event? What can we look forward to this year?
4: Yeah, sure. And and for, for consumers who may not know the event, um, this is basically like CES for running shoes or CES for running gear. This is where a show where the guys from Pacers and from running stores from all over the country, from Canada, from around the world, come and see the new product that will be put before consumers in 2018. So I'm really excited about what we're going to see. I, I had a peek behind the curtain at what a couple of brands will be introducing. And uh, I think we're gonna see some great product. I think we're going to see sort of refinement in the footwear area, Everyone what's the big trend? And I think a couple of years ago, we had minimal footwear and barefoot, and then it shifted all the way to maximal. And I think what we're seeing today is just new refined product that incorporates great cosmetics, great technology, and um, really good product. I also think if the next big trend that specialty stores will see and their consumers will see is, I think we will see the incorporation of 3D printing mm-hmm. into footwear, where you'll be able to go into a shoe store, get your foot scanned, and they will be able to create, create for you in a matter of hours, if not minutes, uh, footwear uh, insoles that are totally customized to your feet, and maybe within a matter of weeks, if not days, you'll be able to get footwear that is sort of custom-molded to your foot. So I think we're going to start to see. I think within right now it sounds a little far fetched. I think within five years that's going to be sort of standard operating procedure, and I think we will see. Uh, we'll see maybe the first first glimpse of that at the
0: running. Yeah, procedure. and I, I I know that Pacers Running and other running stores will be thrilled to be on the cutting edge of technology like that. Uh, and I think that's kind of what we bring to the table as a as a, as a channel that we can you know bring that sort of great technology cutting edge and give give opportunities to everybody whether you got a foot injury whatever it is we can make everybody runners with with the technology and the products that we have in our stores all right mark uh you're in new jersey i i, I would re- be remiss because my my co-host Doc's is a huge um phillies fan here oh,
2: that is true yeah
0: so you're 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 big mets fan is that right
4: uh very big mets fans yeah. in our family in fact uh uh while I've been on the call with you, I've had my Met season ticket agent try to beep in on several occasions. <laughs> you should you have taken very, that call. He's,
3: yeah.
4: he's very curious. He's very curious what, uh, what the Sullivan family plans will be for next year. Uh, so, very Can't, rough, very disappointing season for us yeah. in uh, 2017, lots of injuries. But uh, you know what they say? Everyone's in first place That's on opening day. <laughs> That's right. So, um, you know, we... Uh, you know we're we're optimistic about next year, and hopefully we can retool and be competitive with the uh, with the national.
3: Yeah,
2: can you can you break some news for us? What is the Sullivan family thinking about season tickets? <laughs> now we're getting real personal again.
4: Well, uh, you know I think there could be some disappointing news on the other end of the phone for minute. <laughs> Uh, for our Mets representative, uh, we've had we've had <laughs> tickets since they opened the new stadium. Yeah. you know, plans. And last year, we we uh, invested heavily in the Mets. Yep. And it proved perhaps not to be one of my wiser financial <laughs> investments <laughs> because what happens is when the team does, you know, when the team is doing well, and I have tickets that I can't use and I give them or sell them, people sure. are thrilled. People are so happy. I got to tell you, last year. Trying to get rid of those tickets as the Mets stumble down the stretch, yeah, couldn't give them away. Very, very difficult. So for for Chris, that, that's the equivalent of you selling some some bad shoes and odds, right? Time. Exactly. That, that, that's what it was like trying to get rid of those Mets tickets.
0: Well, I, I bring uh, the baseball thing up because uh, the Nats have been the uh, dominant team in the NL East as as Doc sits here wearing his 1993 National League, uh, Phillies National League Championship yep. uh, shirt.
2: I love this team. So,
0: Joanna, do you have any comments on the Braves, the Marlins? Anybody else in the NL East can you comment on?
1: Oh, they're in the NL East. Yeah.
0: All right. Sorry, we just woke her up from a slumber. But, <laughs> anyways, well, Mark, uh, can't wait to see you next week. We really appreciate the opportunity to be out there with you uh, in the running event. What a great event to be aligned with uh, this podcast for this podcast to be aligned with. We really appreciate the opportunity, uh, and thank you so much for joining us today on the program.
4: All right, excellent. Well, I enjoyed it too. Thanks, guys, for your time. And um, I, uh, Chris, I look forward to seeing you next week.
0: No doubt, there he is. It's Mark Sullivan, president of Formula Four Media. He joined us here on Pace Nation. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Mark Sullivan of Formula 4 Media for joining us today on Pace the Nation. Uh, Cool insight on where retail's headed as you um, start your Christmas shopping, your holiday shopping.
3: Have
0: you guys started your holiday shopping?
2: No. Um, No, No, definitely not. No. no, No, I I, I am uh, way behind because I've got all this other stuff going on. Have you sent out your holiday cards, Docs? Everybody looks I, forward to the holiday cards. I think that people need to lower their expectations this year on that one. Oh, uh, that's I, too bad. I will, I will tell you that I had uh, two tremendous ideas, mm-hmm. two of them, yep. uh, that we did not get to pull off. Uh, and so right now where I am, I'm in writer's block. Oh, uh, okay. So not only are we not waiting for them to show up in the mail, Yeah. I haven't done anything for it yet. And and it's uh, yeah. All I'll right, Just well, leave it at that.
0: Well, if you usually get the Doc's holiday card, uh, yeah, like you said, lower. His, I only lower send expectations. three
2: of them out.
1: <laughs> I'll <laughs> tell Luigi to lower his expectations. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Well, it is. Uh, you know, we're talking holidays, but we haven't even gotten to Thanksgiving yet. But yes, we do want to give. But we do want to give some thanks. And I know Joanna has some uh, Thanksgiving thanks. To get to. So we'll start mm-hmm. with you, jo- Joanna. Yeah, what you, Joanna, you're you you making us for? do
2: this.
1: <laughs> well, I just asked if we were going to do it. Uh,
0: okay. All right. Yeah. Well, what are you thankful don't for? Don't backtrack I mean, now.
1: Yeah, I don't have anything groundbreaking. I'm thankful for the same things I'm always thankful for mm-hmm. my family, my friends, the listeners.
0: Yes. Okay. The listeners always got to put those mm-hmm. in there. Yeah.
2: The listeners should go first. Yes,
0: for, for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Although, in your case, actually, they're. they're one and the same.
1: Yeah, if we're talking about my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right,
2: that's true. Are right. you telling us Brother Russo doesn't listen anymore? I don't think so. What a traitor. <laughs> uh, Doc's- he, and, he and Julie have a lot to talk about.
0: <laughs> Doc, so uh, what are you thankful for?
2: Um. Yeah, peace on earth and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I actually played soccer on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I'm very thankful that I was healthy enough to actually participate in that. There you go. And I'm thankful that Farley is going to be excited that this means that maybe I can start running again. Nice. Um, I'm thankful at my style of soccer play. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know. I why. was very good. I played. I was the only person who played on both teams, and we won both. And I I was the only one that won both games. I, I don't because know because how- somebody got hurt, and I had to go play on their team. We've
0: probably talked more baseball and soccer on this show than we have mm-hmm. running, but that's, that's, that's fine.
2: Well, But I do a lot of running, although yeah. I have, I'm not in shape right now, mm-hmm. which you guys are both know and it's well documented. And one of the things that I do when I play soccer, especially with people in my age group, is I outrun them. Yeah, and you know, like you'll see, like like usually the games are really aggressive for the first ten minutes, and then people get tired, <laughs> and then I could just like I have that motor, and I can go to space, and and that's like something that's a big part of my game at this age, and going into this, I was like, oh, I haven't really run in a long time. I'm not sure if I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to change things up, change the way I do things, but uh,
0: but you were
2: you surprise yourself? That's why. Well, that's I'd, good. Yeah. Um, Another thing that this is going to come as a big surprise uh, when I play soccer, um, I, like, talk an awful lot. Wow. Like, not like a Tim Howard telling everybody where to play and all this kind of stuff, but really, like, just trash. Telling, telling jokes to the point. No, I don't talk trash, although, like, one guy, uh, the, the ball was hit to him, and he, and he tried to trap it with his shoulder and it bounced into the goal, so he scored an own goal mm. that way. And I and I said, "Hey, you know, don't worry about that. Uh, that could happen to anybody. Although that's never happened to me, and I don't think it would happen to me."
0: All right. Well, I am. I'm <laughs> glad you're thankful for that. Those are good things. I, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm thankful for. Um, oh, we're doing the thankful. Pick. Yes, I'm thankful for the per- people I'm surrounded by. I really am in this room, just the two well, of us? you guys, or, or of course, just, like, in you know life. the listeners. In you guys, just in life, you know, oh, okay. my family, my friends, right. my Unless coworkers. In that, I, I really, I really am uh, <sighs> grateful to be uh, surrounded by some cool, mm-hmm. awesome, awesome people. So that, and um, I'm thankful that the. NFL football season's almost over. <laughs> I'm really thankful for that.
2: Yeah. But you, you know I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should be thankful that that your Washington football team performed when you went out to Seattle mm-hmm. because they played they've they've sandwiched yep, that with yep. a couple of duds. Two eggs, right? Yeah. Yep, so so you know you should be thankful that the the when you packed your foam finger yep. in the suitcase <laughs> that they they pulled it off.
0: Right. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. All right, so now that we've talked about um, football, soccer, baseball, Mm -hmm. maybe we can get some running talk in.
2: You know, if you were more clever, you could have said when we talked about several kinds of football.
0: Yeah, Mm, that's true. true. Mm -hmm. All right, so we could have just Mm -hmm. grouped those together. It could have
2: been a big time-saving. Yeah. Less for me to edit. That's true.
0: Well, I was in Philly uh, on Sunday. I know. This, uh, is the,
2: this is all we want to talk about.
0: Running, running the, the marathon. And before I get to my marathon,
2: uh-huh. one,
0: An- another one, teaser. One of, the, one, one of the highlights of the race was running about mile 19. Oh, yes. I, I run across uh, somebody who sees my shirt, and they're handing out water, and they say, oh, go Pacers. Oh, go Docs. And I was like, "Did mm-hmm. I hear that correctly?" And the way the Philly Marathon goes, you go, you know, mile twenty, and then it doubles back, and you see that person again at maybe mile twenty-three. Mm-hmm. So then I get water again. The guy sees me. Not this time. He doesn't say "Go Pacers." He says "Docs, Docs, Docs." Yes, to me. So I thought maybe I was not hearing it correctly when You're, he first said "Docs."
2: You were uh, suffering from lack of oxygen yes. at that point in your race.
0: I misheard him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And
2: and everything is hurting, and it's like, what is the worst thing that somebody could say to me (laughs) right now?
0: Right. So, I mean, there there was no doubt the guy was a listener. Um, Mm -hmm. And so please identify yourself. I mean, if you're that much of a listener to say that, you're definitely listening to the show right now. Uh, identify yourselves t- tweet us at pace the nation who are you
2: or post on Facebook or send an email to pacethenation pace at gmail.com
0: because I, I was sure Doc's put put somebody up to that
1: <laughs> yeah I also thought that that's what but happened. No. that's not what he happened no,
0: no no
2: I don't know who that was no. <laughs> but I am a big fan
0: so yeah let us know who you are it was that was pretty funny uh, so as a lot of the listening audience knows I was going for my 19th year in a row uh, running a sub three-hour marathon uh, and I, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of crammed this marathon around my life and didn't really plan the race out. Right. And
2: which we documented on last week's yeah. show.
0: So I, you know, I, I said, Oh, this kind of fits in everything else I'm doing. Not necessarily like, let's go do a marathon. And yeah, you know, as I'm setting myself up for mm-hmm. potential excuses before I give you the result of the race.
2: Well, I think at this point, everybody knows how yeah. the race went. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, I get out there and, uh, it was a very windy day. Uh, I, I was confident. Um, Joanna asked me last week if I felt like putting myself out there was jinxing it or if I felt uncomfortable saying, oh, I'm going to go out and try to run a sub three hour marathon. And what if I don't, I was confident I was able, I was going to be able to do it. So I go out and run the first half at about one twenty eight, uh, very windy uh, but no excuses
2: but you said you were trying to go one twenty nine fifty nine, right right and then go, so did you go out faster a than little you bit faster to?
0: because the wind was really bad from mile 13 to mile 20 uh-huh. at least that's what was projecting so i wanted to bank a little bit of time and i usually don't do that you but
2: gave yourself a little bit more in the bank than you were planning which i think yeah so it's not as close for but I,
0: I but i knew with as windy as it was and the fitness I had, whatever, uh-huh. I, I didn't have a lot of margin for error. So I get through about twenty-two miles and I'm thinking, wow, this is way harder than I thought, but I just need to run just a, a little bit under eight minute pace. I thought I was like, all right, if I was trying to calculate it, four miles to go, I just need to run seven fifty-fives or something like that. I said, okay, I can probably do that. And then at three miles ago, I said, wow, I just need to run, you know, 745s or something like that. And it was just going backwards. You know how it is in a marathon where you're just starting to just really go backwards and the negative thoughts start creeping in your mind. And, you know, I, I was at this point where I was like, I might not, for the first time at mile 24, uh, I was like, I might not do this.
2: Even with somebody cheering for me?
0: <laughs> Even with somebody. And I, it was like this moment of clarity where I was like, I can't believe my legs aren't going to go and I might not be. I mean, maybe I was, you know, cocky and kind of underestimating the race and, you know, not giving the marathon the due respect. But I was like, wow, I might not be able to do this. And so these negative thoughts start creeping in your mind and it's just – it's tough to turn that train around. And so I I ran that, that 24 to 25 mile, about 820 pace or something like that. And then at that point I said, all right, I'm just going to run as hard as I can until my watch says three hours. And, you know, I turned it around a little bit and then I stopped looking at my watch. And so I had no idea and, you know, you're a little bit delirious and I get to the Towards the finish line, and they they had taken down the uh, the big finish chute because of the wind. As again, give myself another excuse. Uh, I'm not looking for an asterisk though, but I mm-hmm. see the uh, see the clock at three hours and 50 seconds, and I'm just totally deflated. And I run 30104, and uh, it was just. So you're 60, hugely disappointing. Sixty
2: four seconds off your goal.
0: Sixty five seconds because I want to run two fifty nine fifty nine. Yep. Oh right
2: right right. Yep. Just I no, mean hugely you couldn't have done that. Hugely, <laughs> hugely disappointing.
0: Yeah. I you know it just was. I I, I don't know. It it, it was j- just something that again I I think that and I appreciate I, I actually got a lot of folks on Twitter and Pace the Nation fans you know reaching out to me and encouraging me and saying you should be able to do, you should do it before the year ends and you know i just i don't know if i can no drum up the energy yes you're to gonna do, do it, it again shut up stop
2: this <laughs> yeah. listen the you texted us yeah. the result when when you were done and you said the streak is over right yep. like i mean n- nothing else just the streak is over and i wrote you back i said it's only november <laughs> and and Joanna wrote back, I agree with Docs. It seems very unfarly to give up on November 19th.
0: No, that was really actually very cool of you guys. I actually I, – I did appreciate that uh, listen, feedback.
2: Listen, you, we're going to give you that one day to beat yourself up, yeah. and that day's <laughs> over. Right. But – you are going to break three hours in the marathon in 2017 so that we can continue to do the asterisk <laughs> joke for for no other reason. But I want right. to be able to talk about the asterisk. So don't stop the streak. Uh, and we're very excited. Breaking news. Let's get that official announcement music in here. Yep. We're going to have an event. It. I wanted to call it the Pace the Nation Invitational. Okay. Uh, and send out one invite. I don't invite, even know about this, by the way. And send out one invite to Chris Farley. Uh, <laughs> but our executive producer has Kathy Dalby. She has a better name for the race.
1: Breaking three.
2: Breaking three. Breaking three. Yeah. And we'll do a documentary and... All right.
0: This is the type of
2: fanfare that gets me out of bed. <laughs> yes. train. This yes. is what I need. Yes. So listen, here, here's the thing. Hopefully we have 500 Facebook followers by then because if we do, this could be our Facebook live event. You know, it's
0: so funny. Carter called me today and he said, that's what we should do. We should... Do a Facebook Live of me on a treadmill breaking three hours, hey, but this cool. is better. Hey, I like listen, this way better. Listen,
2: Kathy texts uh, Joanna and I today, and she says, "Hey, I've got a great idea from the executive producer. We're going to do this race. We've been talking about this on." I can't believe she just stole, stole Carter's
0: idea. This no, is no, no, no. Okay. No,
2: it's not Carter's idea <laughs> yeah. either. It's uh, our idea. Okay.
0: okay.
1: I think we, everybody. Yeah, every, every well, multiple right. people have this idea. Everybody okay. who wants
2: to claim credit for this idea. Uh, get in line because the idea is already had, right. We're going to have this race. It's going to be local. We're, we're going to, uh, get pacers out there. Okay. Uh, we're going to see if we can get like the, the people running in the, uh, goose formation to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be exactly like breaking too. Well, Let's except they're we, a little bit slower. And we, <laughs> we
1: wanted the truck, no truck,
0: no truck. Okay. Yeah. Can we get Alex Hutchinson here? Uh, sweat science. Alex Hutchinson. Y- back. Yes. Yes, we'll get him here as All right. well. awesome. Okay. I, I
2: can't guarantee that, but but if we do, that'll make a, our right. Where Are They Now segment. Right. Uh, there we
1: go. Right. Yeah. He'll,
2: he'll, like, the, where is he now? He's, he's on our Facebook Live. Yes, there he is. Um, uh,
1: we also won't have to worry about water stops. Okay. Yeah, we'll have a biker that'll just hand yeah. you whatever you want, we're, whenever. We're
2: going to take the best elements from the Tour de France and put it into this thing. <laughs> thing. Yeah. All right. It, with, the, with the support thing. He, here's the thing. This is what I told Kathy. I said, if the question is uh, should we do this or is it a bit too much? The answer is, yes, we're going to do it. <laughs> okay. All Whatever right. the question is, if you ask that at the end, you say, yes, we're going to do it.
0: it All yeah, right. So we're going to spare no costs. We're going to make this thing happen.
2: Well, uh, I, I mean, you're going to pay for it.
0: You're, you're getting me excited. <laughs> you actually are getting me excited. Yes. Because I was like looking. I was like, ah, there's the indoor TJ Marathon, December 16th, 211 laps around the TJ. Oh. Yeah. Or My, there's no, a, that's a race in Jacksonville that I would have to fly no, down to no. by myself.
2: You have access to to a great race team. Okay. That can put on a a marathon just for you, uh, with official timing. It could be measured. Okay. Uh, we can we can do all the conditions. I mean, we're just gonna copy this this Nike playbook. Right. Uh, we're gonna do this. We'll Facebook Live this stuff. We – I've already talked to uh, some people that are going to come up here and they're going to pace you. Wow. So people will take different mile segments. However, uh, if there's anybody else out there that's fit enough to run <laughs> at a sub-three-hour pace and wants to get involved, yes, you're in. All right. We need we need more people. Uh, you Although, uh, actually, uh, your first-year roommate, yes, uh, Bill, he – volunteered to be one of the pacers he just ran like a 246 oh he could run the whole thing yeah. i think so it was, was 244 like, yeah i think yeah 244 sorry i shorted him two, yeah. two minutes he ran a 244 in richmond so in fact we don't need other pacers we'll just have him run the whole 26 miles with you
1: yeah but you need the triangle uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah i need the goose <laughs> yeah. triangle
0: yeah,
2: yeah. all um, right
0: uh, you know what you, this is the best sales job you've ever done on me docs
2: um mm-hmm. i i think i'm in well i got you to Put me on the show too. That was pretty I'm, in, good. I'm. I think I'm in. No, no thinking. You're. Yeah. It's, you're right. in. Yeah. Right. We're
1: already printing T-shirts.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, can other people sign up for this race?
2: No, it's an invite. It's an invite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know. I mean, you, you tell me. Yeah. Uh, if if other people should. I mean, the thing is, uh, I think that rather than having people sign up to run the race, I'd like to have people sign up to cowbell. Okay. Mm. Uh, have people sign up to. Pace you to be if they want to be part of the goose brigade. Okay, uh, you know, I need somebody at mile nineteen to cheer for Docs.
1: <laughs> we need a lead bike too.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pace
0: vehicle. A lot of details to be worked out, but Docs is and, not experienced. And I
2: need somebody with twenty six miles of blue paint uh. Uh, so, <laughs> so that you don't get lost. All
0: right, just uh, just kind of a couple like critical questions: when and where.
1: Well, that's what you have to tell us. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Well. Yeah.
2: When are you going to be ready?
0: Well, the the longer, t- uh, further away. Do you want the to better.
2: make this a New Year's Eve race? Uh,
0: New Year's Ooh. Eve, Saturday the thirtieth or that's, Sunday the thirty-first.
2: That's asking a lot of uh, people volunteer, and I think like if it's a different date, there's you know probably get more people Friday to come Friday
0: the 29th. I think probably a lot of people are off Friday the 29th.
2: We'll workshop this. If you've okay. got some ideas, send us uh, what what you think we should do. You look at your calendar. You talk to your team, uh, but we'll get this information out very All right. quickly.
0: All right. Well, you guys have uh, really actually turned something that I was really disappointed in. Uh, you had one
2: about. 24-hour pity party. All right. All right. I'm, that, I'm back. That clock has expired.
0: All right. I'm going to actually go for a run today. I'll, uh, I'll see how I feel. Thank okay. you. Yeah. I was... Um, I was going down but, the road. of... Good
2: thing we, you were gonna you and Des Linden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Um, all right, I love it. Breaking three. Uh, stay tuned for more details on it. Uh, th- literally, this is the first I'm hearing of it, but I appreciate uh, uh, your uh, support on it. Yeah,
2: and seriously, if you want to volunteer for this event in any capacity, uh, let us know. Send an email to pacethenation at gmail dot com, and you know, let us know if you have ideas for the race uh anything whatever let's let's uh the let's answer is this. the answer is yes yeah, the answer is yes it's <laughs> yeah. not too much awesome
0: all right this podcast of course is sponsored by pacers running pacers running with five area dc locations pacers running is for every run we also have a store in princeton new jersey seven palmer square all right great show episode 132 in the books Thanks to Mark Sullivan, president of Formula 4 Media, for joining us today on Pace the Nation. Thanks to you guys for getting me out of my uh, depression. Breaking Three. Is this really going to happen?
3: Yes. Yes. Right.
0: Coming soon, Breaking Three. Stay tuned. Run on Stay tuned. That's Wavy Docs for Joanny e. Russo. I'm Chris Farley. This has been Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week.
2: sniffed in in the middle of the closing song we'll see if there's any diehard fans who uh pick up on that
1: wait can we pause for a second then so who was oh i see never mind what yeah you're
0: confused no no you said robert johnson yesterday
1: i know i said robert johnson yesterday and then you're like well one of those is wrong so i thought it had to be rojo who was wrong
0: mouskowitz
1: but he was in the result. I know.
0: I didn't see him. Oh. I didn't see him.
1: Oh, right. Technicality. I know, I
2: Joanna, know. Um, you guys already played this game. No, no I No, he
1: n- prepped me that he was going to ask this question. Yeah, so
2: you could do research. You, I was wondering what you were looking at in the <laughs> right, notebook. Right,
0: right. Well, I, I didn't want to drag it out forever. No wonder. Uh, I she,
2: didn't wonder. I didn't want to drag like, it out forever. So I. But hey, Farley, do you want to know what? You have an asterisk and so does Joanna now. Yeah.
1: What? You have an asterisk on winning this okay, game. Okay, but to be fair, I wrote all of these names down, and then this is exactly what would have happened on the show. It just would have taken longer. So I wrote all the names down, and then I decided if I actually thought they were there or not.
2: I know, but everything was for me was off the top of my head. My Bob Kennedy guess was off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, that was one of my guesses. You had
0: guesses. a good guess, uh, Rachel MacArthur. She didn't have Rachel MacArthur.
1: Yeah, I did. Oh, you
0: did? Okay. Yeah,
1: I okay. have them all on this list.
2: Okay. Whatevs. Okay. Let's move on. All right.
1: Every time you say fishmonger, <laughs> I think of um, Molly Malone. Molly like, Malone? Yeah, like the uh, Irish song.
2: You'll have to sing it for us. I
1: don't sing. But it goes like, in Dublin's fair city, where the women are all pretty, was where I first met my sweet Molly Malone. She was a fishmonger. And tell me about like, her and her mother was a fishmonger.
2: Um, And, and so was her black sheep brother, me. <laughs>
1: there you go. Oh, she was a fishmonger and Twas no wonder cuz her mother and father were fishmongers too.
2: Mm. And 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 what's the tune? Uh,
1: uh <laughs> my dad used to sing to me all the time.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to trick you into singing. Yeah, I know what happened. And in
1: Dublin there's there's statues like all over Dublin and there's a mm. Molly Malone like statue and she's very busty. Oh yeah? Yeah. So now I know how she sold all those fish. <laughs>
2: Because she's a good fishmonger. Yeah, exactly. Because her parents taught her well.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Came from a long line of fishmongers. Um, I learned to ski. I actually learned to ski at Bromley, not Stratton.
2: Dude, you tricked us. <laughs> and for like three days I thought that. Man. Yeah. Good one. That was a good one. That's a good one.
1: <laughs> I would also like to point out that if I were a baseball fan, I would be a Mets fan. Oh.
0: Okay.
2: Well, you should have chimed in. Yeah. Um, Now's not the time. Two minutes ago was the Uh, time to point that out. I don't Uh, want
1: to get on the baseball train.